0: Lee was always more interested in the martial arts being older and, and whatnot than I was. In yeah, fact yeah. he introduced me to them and got me interested in the arts. I needed a training oh. partner. That's where I came from. <laughs> <Yeah. Basically, laughs> in the early days <laughs> I was just a punchbag. I will not lie.
1: Hi, this is Mick Tully and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. JKD tribe gathering down in London. I managed to get hold of the Richardson brothers, great martial artists, great people. They were flying the flag for the Aberdeen Martial Arts Group, AMAG. This was set up by Pat Davis, the late great Pat Davis, and just a wonderful, wonderful man. And Pat sadly passed away a few years ago. But the Richardson boys are still keeping it going and going really well, you know. And I think Pat would be proud of what these guys are doing. Yeah, Pat, we'll miss you, man. So usually when I start an interview, I normally ask people about when they first started in martial arts. But because of my personal connection, both to the boys and to Pat Davis, we just immediately went straight into it. And we just started talking about training with Pat.
0: There was probably a period of about maybe... Ten months, yeah, ten months, maybe a year, where we didn't uh, we didn't see uh, we didn't see Pat because of the the mm-hmm. timing and whatnot. But I bumped into. Um, a guy in in a record store, I'm showing how old it is. Oh, yeah. One of records in Aberdeen. Um. So basically, and I, and he told me where they'd moved to because the, the 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 little group that Pat was running had actually moved from Tilda which is a, like a rough part of Aberdeen, and it moved to another rough part called uh, Woodside. Yeah. So we blagged our way back in because obviously we'd only been training for like a couple of weeks. It was more of a closed group as well. Yeah. I think can yeah, you. because it wasn't a club, it was somebody that Rick had uh, allowed to, to practice in the
1: background, you know? Yeah. So that's how we wangled our way back in. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it's funny because Pat was another guy who was really, really good to me when I first started off, and I could never work it out because it was like, he's from Aberdeen, and I'm like, I don't know because he's a Chelsea fan and he, he and he's got a cut in the accent. So somebody's taking a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah? yeah. But he was he was an awesome martial artist, an awesome yeah, it was guy,
0: great. wasn't he? He was. Pat did an awful lot uh, in the early days, in like in the nineties. He was probably pioneering like MMA and stuff for up yeah. in Aberdeen. You know, we had some good guys fighting. Um, when there was no cages, it was all done in the in the ring, um, and yeah, he, he did a lot of hobnobbing and stuff, and he always attended all the seminars and supported everybody, and he was a real inspiration, you know, and, and we we certainly. Totally, and not really looked up to the guy, and uh, we really miss him, you know, because he's been yeah. gone since 2010.
1: You know, is it? 2010. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because I I remember one thing that I always loved about Pat was he was a banger and he was huge and he like like another one of our dear friends, Ewan Campbell. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, I didn't realise they still made people like that. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's yeah. He, he's like, like Ewan's Ewan's like. Have you ever see Braveheart the bit where the, you know the guy who actually does all the ass kicking behind Mel Gibson that's like Ewan and yeah. that would be the same sort of like character yeah, yeah. but not only was he right, an ass kicker but he was a f- tremendous artist mm. you know he moved really well and his understanding I remember they had Billy McGrath over one year and it was he mm-hmm. was and I was thinking guy like that size he doesn't need to you know expand I, I, yeah I wouldn't have thought you know Kittytoshi is good but I was thinking why is he does he need this? Mm-hmm. And then you see him do the shoot stuff, oh, and it was amazing. And what? So what? Are, the the question is right. First of all, this is my real shameless way of getting more guys listening, right? <laughs> Especially you, jujitsu guys, because you guys are yeah, yeah pioneers, you know, north of the border. Yeah, when yeah. When it comes to Brazilian sure. jitsu yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. For so sure. when did you start? Well, I started. Um,
0: it's it's quite funny because. In the in the early days when we started training with Pat, and Pat we started piggybacking with Pat down to Rick Youngs, and that's basically where our groundwork uh, began. The days of days of training with, with Pat taking us down to Rick Youngs because. Mm-hmm. Rick used to run his Newaza Newaza classes, yeah. and uh, it, it was unbelievable. It was because you would just go and you'd, everybody would put on a white belt, and Rick would teach the class. And because obviously Rick, Rick was uh, training with all the, the judo guys, you know the Edinburgh judo. Club, yeah, uh, Mark Preston. Uh, Billy Kuzak, uh, Graham Randall, all these sort yeah. of people. What was it, George? George, George Kerr. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's 10th Dan. He's actually my current judo coach's yeah. friend as well and coach. Really? Yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean he he's that's that's kinda where it all, all began and that I actually started judo before I went into into the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so purely because there was no Jitsu guys around. Yeah. And uh in the 90s, in the late 90s um, Mauricio Gomez actually came up to Arbroath yeah. and he was probably the first sort of black belt that actually came up to, to Scotland What stuff. a black belt to turn up, eh? Oh, yeah. Can't ask for better on that and then later on I believe, I didn't go to the seminar but Carly Gracie right. came over to Aberdeen as well
1: Is Carly, is Carly Gracie, is that Clark Gracie's dad? No, that's his uncle. It's his uncle, right? right. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's Carlson's brother.
0: Really? I believe. Really? If my, if my uh, memory serves me right. Yeah, um, yeah. so he, he did he come over. But at the time, there was... Obviously,
1: Rick's been involved in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. In, you know, forever, really. forever,
0: yeah. He's been the been yeah. man for it. Yeah, know, right? and he's basically our beginner influence on in the jiu-jitsu and it's just went from there the, Well, the grappling oh, totally. in the grappling oh. yeah, because we, we, we took on the judo and then eventually we, we went into the jiu-jitsu so to answer your question I probably started in around about 2000 under uh, training under somebody that would be yeah. proper that
1: would be right. like that's starting legit just going in and going and getting in there and what about you what about you Lee?
0: well it's, it's, it's much the same um, the, the other element for me I think was um, when we got introduced to Mark McFan. yeah because um, he's a he's a yeah, something else oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. force of nature right yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely so he he obviously uh, had a, a like it wasn't just jujitsu uh, he had a lot of the silat and yeah. uh, the, you know just other types of grappling, wrestling, judo, judo, that kind of
1: thing. worked as much as that belt in yeah. judo as well. In, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? No, in, in judo. In judo, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he had a pretty big influence on us. Yeah, because it was. Uh, I remember years ago we were up in Edinburgh and uh, Guru Dan was doing some silat and you kindly basically held my hand for two hours and I, was okay. just, I, wasn't, I wasn't getting it, I just didn't have it. Yeah, good, it's, it's slightly
0: different to other, other things and it, it's obviously, it's got weaponry behind the scenes, if you like. Yes. And it's often not you know shown necessarily with the weapons in the hand but the, the, all the points are there to be yeah. used and some of the moves don't work in basic... Yes, grappling you know so you you know if you do see and jiu-jitsu for instance you might find that the silat kind of doesn't work
1: because yeah. these elements are taken
0: out yeah, yeah, so you've got to kind of modify it sometimes but
1: that, that, that's the one that always amuses me because every now and again you'll look online and some guy will put a up for the street and you look at it and you go well, whereabouts do you live you know it's, yeah. if it's the Gaza Strip then maybe you need that yeah, yeah I don't really because it's it's a completely you know put the weaponry in there there's a different that's a different, that's us get oh. yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, So, right, first of all, both of you guys are, yeah, you know, you both done the tie test, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. And who were who your holders, Lee? Um, I had um, G, I can't remember G's second name, G, He's one of the UFE, G, is it Kimball? Okay. Down, down in Northampton? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Blunt headed guy? Uh, sorry, bald headed guy? Is it? No,
0: no. Jay
1: uh, Gibney. Jay Gibney is. Jay G. Gibney. G. Gibney, yeah, yeah, yeah Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He held for me in the yeah. first round. Um, and then the second round I got mad.
1: Matt fan? Shit. <laughs> How yeah. are you still walking? Well, he walked. He wasn't. I, had,
0: oil. I could see three suns for about two days after really? that. Yeah, it, it was just.
1: You know, I got, think they call it concussion. Yeah, I think they do call it concussion. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, at the right, I, I must make a special mention now to Mr. Martin Toe and Mr. Alan Peasland who are here, sitting waiting. I've also got. I've got Ant McGinley. You guys know he's the te- he's the tech. He's the brains behind all this, really? and he's got a great story that I think the Richardson boys are going to love about Mark McFan when he met him at a seminar once. Al, you were there, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, was that the biggest display of a baby ever? <laughs> so I'm going to get Ant to tell what the story
2: is. No. Oh, so this was like my first seminar. I'd be training for maybe a week. A week. Yeah. And oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> meet Mark the, the first Hello. week. Mick was like, "Come down." Here you should see this guy it's great and basically obviously Mark didn't know who was here it's only a small group there's maybe 50 of yeah. us there he's gone through a lot of stuff it's really good all of it's going over my head and somebody asks what if you've got somebody down on the ground but they're still going at you what can you do then mm-hmm. so he calls me out <laughs> so I'm spread eagled on the floor uh, knee on my chest one hand on my arm, and uh, I'm such a noob. I got to hit. He says, "Hit me." So I got to hit him with the arm he's kneeling on, not realizing I've got the other <laughs> arm free. Right. Okay. And so I think the first thing he does is he he just um, drops the elbow into the solar plexus. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and then he goes, "All right." So that's one thing. I says, "Or you can roll to the side. Hit me." I figured out which hand I'm using now. So I swing at him, and, it, and he rolls, and the knee comes into the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> So by this point, I'm feeling it, and I'm not having the best day. And then he says, oh, there's option three. You shut down the central nervous system. (laughs) And there's a discernible big gulp from me. So he says, hit me. To which I very masculinely respond, I don't want to. Because <laughs> yeah. hit me, take my money, <laughs> hit me, and I, I swung wildly at him and actually caught him. And then I, I don't know what happened for the next ten minutes. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, that sounds like so when yeah
1: so you're listening to that trust me and Mark is awesome if he's doing a tour in the UK you've got to meet up with him he's a wicked martial artist a wicked teacher but when did you first meet him?
0: well we've we probably met him 96
1: I believe yeah yeah well this is going to lead me on to this story it's one thing that it was the first time I had my eyes really really open because I think we are in Northampton and I was talking to Peter first and then Lee came in and we were talking about first of all you're on about are you going to do the tie test to which I always say the same thing if Rick Faye asks me to do the tie test I'll do it but trust me I want to make sure that you and Campbell is on a different continent <laughs> because he will somehow, or oh, and you as well. Can no, you? Well, no, he I, he. I he had helped him. For Peter. Did he
0: help for you? He,
1: I had him in my second round. No way. Oh yeah. And how did that go?
0: Well, it was Painful. monstrous. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened there. Every time Peter kicked, he cut kick him. Red. Every single yeah. time. So the kick almost didn't count. Yes. And he would go in like this. And so it's a three-minute round that you've got to do. You've got to do so many. So many kicks, 60, 60 kicks uh, inside, in, in, inside the, the three minutes. And um, every time Peter tries to kick, you cut the leg off him, cut the leg off him, cut the leg off him. And it's going, it's two minutes 59. Yes. Right? And Peter's on 59. So, yes, yeah, he, he had to get the kick in, and basically, <coughs> he. He, he got cut kick and then he got this,
1: the kicking and then the buzzer went really so he no, it, 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 because he, was, he just brutalised well Ewan's awful like Al, Al Peason's ears pricked up there when I mentioned Ewan Campbell because when Al first separated from his first wife he, he moved to Northampton so he said he said I want to train somewhere so I said like, we'll go to the rough and ready gym and I was <laughs> going there thinking this is going to be like some seminars that I normally go we're going to go we'll have a <laughs> workout we'll have a crack and we go there and Al we got beaten like dogs, didn't we?
2: Right?
1: It was horrendous, wasn't it? And after the second week, I turned around to Alan. And I said, "Find a girlfriend quick, because I, I, I can't put up with this." You know, I, I can. And I'd already had to take. I had to take the Snow Patrol album off him anyway because he was bad enough. But like, I was ready to cry. But it was when we were talking about it, and you, you kindly, Peter, said that you would hold for me, and it was like, "I'll hold for you." And I was like, "No." Uh, <laughs> And then you, you were on about the UFA test. Oh now dear. that was what? How many rounds is that? Well, we 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 did uh, we impressive. did thirty six rounds. thirty six yeah. rounds. Thirty six rounds. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we run out of time because they would have kept. Killing the gym us. was shooting so, so oh. we actually have run out of time <laughs> really? but that was let me tell you that was the worst
1: and best thing I've ever yeah. done in my life you found out a lot about yourself during yeah, that well it's a test
0: of yeah. heart and, and you find your heart
1: for yeah. sure
0: definitely I mean they just it was just it's round, upon it? round upon round upon round of getting smashed and tested, properly tested. This is where Mark and Ewan excel, in my opinion, in in the martial arts, because they do pressure test everything, you know, to the max. And in order to to test as an apprentice instructor in the UFA, uh, Lee and I just recently got a full instructorship. Oh, congrats. Thank you. So, um but in the beginning this was 2002 I believe we tested yeah, 2002, so 2002. 2002. Yeah, yeah it was just brutal I'm and I'm 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 but it brings you to uh, it brings you to understand that um what you're doing works for a start but you need to you need to train it how you're gonna fight it. And everybody says that, but it's it's, it's, it's... it's kind of like what Rick was saying today. You know, he was... You know, yeah. You've got all of this um, people doing the knife and, and all that kind of stuff. And some of, the, some of it, you know, they call knife play and all this kind of stuff. But it, it is... Pretty brutal. You know, with all of the you know, the recent yeah you have had in Paris and so on and so on, it makes people
1: I, I, a little bit more seriously. I think. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. you know when you it's like when you hear the Joe Rogan thing where it's like he always says, "What scares me more than anything is people that are so." Like inadequately prepared for violence, and they look for it. Mm. I've yeah, spent my whole it. life fighting, sparring, and training, and it frightens me to death. Yeah, but it is the truth. It's, it's, like it's one of those yeah. things. This is going to take me on to the next part that I want to ask you about is another pillar in your training is the, the wonderful Daniel Lanero. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about him earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah Daniel Daniel's great. Um, for me, he's. Uh, we,
0: we can't see. Guru as much as we like, obviously Guru and Asanto But when we get a chance to train with, with Daniel Lonero, it's it's
1: it's the next best thing. It is. It's mm-hmm. it really
0: is. He's he's phenomenal, and for me, it's not right. just like. Training the physical stuff, like I was saying to you before, Mike. He's right into it, passing on the history, the, the language, it's the spiritual like teacher, stuff. It? it is. It's an he, he's he's educating you, not just in the physical stuff, but everything. And and for me, that's a really, really good thing to pass on the art because he wants you to be able. As an instructor under under Guru Lanero he wants you to be able to teach. Art as a full plate, yeah, not, not just yeah. How to kick, punch, but elbow.
1: Whatever. Yeah, you see, this is the thing: is that <coughs> the the phrase cultural appreciation gets bandied around, and then boys say it, and they yeah. have yeah. no idea of what they're yeah, to the point they don't even know what they're really saying. Yeah. and then with Daniel, he's coming out, and he's like, "Boom!" And yeah. What I've always loved about Groodan is that it's like a history lesson, yeah. where you work out, like, and yeah, yeah, I like history. Yeah and, yeah, and Daniel's the same, and it it gives depth and it gives meaning it gives real substance and not only that you know you, you, you need it as a counterbalance i really believe mm-hmm. that you know and it, you, you're, no, you're right. right yeah
0: i mean he, he he was in the seminar that we had from, like, in aberdeen uh, recently when when you were actually speaking to him yes uh, he he was uh he was kind of giving us a breakdown of how the, the filipinos teach Now, in the West, we're very structured. We're A to B to C to D and so on. Yes. Whereas, uh, you know, you'll go to a Cali seminar and you might do disarms, and then the next time you see... The, the guy or the instructor, or whatever you're, you're on a single stick, and then you're double stick, and then you're knife, and it's it's all over the place. And some people just don't get that, yeah. you know. But what he's trying to explain to you is the way that the, the Filipinos yeah. and, and Southeast Asian kind of teach you is it's, it's almost like pieces of a jigsaw, and, yes. and, the, and the overall thing, and these islands of knowledge that you you, you learn. They start to join together, and, and then you have these yeah. big moments of of um, realization. Yes, um, and for somebody to actually take the time to tell you how you're learning,
1: yeah, is sometimes. You know, more important yeah but that was the thing I found when I when I when I tra- as I, I told you earlier the minute I, I you know I, I literally was saying right like, my training is complete yeah you know, I've got every every I don't need any more input I can't handle it mm-hmm. and I probably can't because it's time scale but the minute I met Daniel I was like no do you know I have to I have to spend more time with this guy now as well
0: yeah yeah, you know,
1: oh, yeah. it's like, it's like the jiu-jitsu coach yeah. yeah if you're very very lucky you'll get one jitsu coach that will bring you to a level yeah. but then there's that point where you go I need, you know, it's like Something else, right? I need Kaya Tara for here, yeah. you yeah. know. I need Cyborg for this, you know. And it, it's one of those moments where you just go right. I've got a pretty good grounding, mm-hmm. and they, like, the, especially in the UK now, the BJJ, especially all the guys, you know. They know once you get to a brown or a black belt. Now that was a that was a hallowed moment. Yeah, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. do you remember? I was going, he's a purple belt. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like everybody's even going, blue belt was like that yeah. for a while. Yeah, and it now and so now bad. it's just basically. Uh, he's a black belt yeah he's ready to move it he's ready to you know yeah. ready to learn mm-hmm. and that's it and that's you know that's where I think with Daniel because I'm not saying I'm any good but I said with Carly and the JKD I think I've got half idea where I'm going now mm-hmm. and then it's like you know and that's part of the direction I want to go in yeah. and I just like the way he, everything about him you know mm. he's got a great great methodology behind him so now right goes for a future Obviously Pete, you're gonna compete in Jiu Jitsu, right? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh,
0: I've been working away a lot for the last couple of years so my training's been very sporadic and I have a, g- a my shoulder that I'm hoping to get fixed shortly. Um, but my plans next year is uh, I'm going to start hitting a phase of uh, training full-time again. Yeah. Um, where my contract's ended. So I'm going to go full-time training. Um, my plan...
1: And what, is it, do you work, what do you work as, John Day?
0: I'm a subsea engineer. That sounds really, really <laughs> important and
1: cool. Is mm, it? No, not really. It's yeah. just... Unfortunately, I'm linked to the oil industry, so we're having... Uh, now, that's the reason why... I've got. To, I've got to add this. Apart from the fact that I'm really, really jealous of both of these guys and their martial arts ability, okay. trust me, these guys have cars that Vin Diesel wishes he had. <laughs> like, like, what car have you got now? Well, actually, I don't have a very good car. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you're in between.
0: Yeah, my my wife has a Range Rover Sport. Oh yes. But I have a truck.
1: A truck. Yes. What happened? What happened to the Porsche? Well, I sold my 911. Yes. No way. What happened there? No,
0: I just got. I wasn't using it. I was kind of fed up with it. And uh, I am. I was in the process of saving up for a fancy car. Yeah. But with the oil industry dropping, it's. uh, per barrel it's uh, it's on the back burner now. so I'll just have to do with my truck I've got an Amarok and I love it uh,
1: you can't beat the Amarok man <laughs> a, that is you that is me that, that is you yeah. definitely I throw
0: everything in it I love it Really? Yeah, but my dream is for my 430 Ferrari. But that'll just have to
1: wait for a while. 430 Ferrari. Uh, yeah. Bigley, what are you what are you what are you I'm, rolling at the moment? I'm rolling a, a Volkswagen <laughs> uh, so, This is the yin and the yang of the Richardson's. Right? Uh, I tell you what. I'm literally, you won't believe this now, but I'm going to have to bail right now because Al Piesland, the international traveller, is driving today, so we're going to go, but guess what, this podcast does not finish with me, because guess what? I'm now at the stage where I can delegate this. So what we're going to do is, this is Mick Tully signing out for mixmartialarts.com. Boys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shake hands with the Richardson boys and I'm going to hand you over to the Ginger Ninja himself. So what I'm doing is I'm going to leave these northern characters to talk about Bookfast and stuff like that. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. No, thank That's you. Thank you, no, Thank, thank you. you very much. Take care, bud. God bless, man. Take care. Send my love to the ladies. I will do. I'll take take care of it. Remember, tap's off. Tap's off. Do you know what the message I got? The the message, this is the message I got on Facebook, right? Is this still recording, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You You, you take that, I'll go it. Yeah, you're going to love this. My message from, bear in mind, I I have a lot of time for these Richardson boys, and I think they're awesome individuals. But I get this message saying, (laughs) they're getting a plane down from Aberdeen, to the tribe, JKD, ga- uh, jkd tribe gathering is there any chance they can have spare sticks and daggers <laughs> and then the next line i got was i'll teach you scottish your wee what boar bag your wee boar bag. <laughs> 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 well, i think i would have said hoops man it's a term of affection I, yes. I oh, absolutely it yeah of course, <laughs> of course it is <laughs> that's what <laughs> these boys are saying <laughs> but boys make sure you do it and um, ant man i'll see you soon Hey, well done today. I remember yesterday we had Van Damme. Can you believe that? Boys, send my love to the ladies. I right? will I do, man. Take yeah. care, do of Peace ladies, man. Dabs off! Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, I think, I think we're only going to get about five or ten minutes anyway before oh, we get kicked out of here. Um, just, just for you, for both of you, and it might be slightly different, what is the art that you love to do, if you could only do one above all others for the rest of your life? What would it be, and, and what is it about that art that works for you and that you, you love about it? Well, for me,
0: um, it would have to be the Kali and, and the
2: reason—the
0: mm. reason I would say the Kali is because it has—it's so diverse and. Yeah, it's complete, almost, isn't it? It's, it's a complete, it's it, a complete system, and it's yeah. you can add, you can have a sports side to it, and you can have the way of life side to it, but also you can practice it right up until you're very old, with the other things like kickboxing, boxing, judo, jiu-jitsu. High. Um, it's very difficult to once you reach a certain age to continue doing it at a high level mm-hmm. well uh, you know at, at an, at an active level mm-hmm. but with the Kali there's so much to learn the system you know I think Guru's, Guru Sana says given three lifetimes you still wouldn't be able to learn everything you know mm-hmm. so for me it has to be the Kali yeah. yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I, I I like the diversity of it and the fact that um, it it has it, it deals with all the ranges of combat. So you know you, you can look at groundwork, you can look at grappling and all that, but you can also look at projectile weapons and, and, and that kind of thing. You know, so the the and the, these guys have have covered everything off So it's it's open for you to, to pick up and learn. And if you look at what was taught today at the the, the 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 tribe meeting for all the guys, the stuff that was taught, the, the big flavour of the day was Kali, under underlining everything. Yeah, the Stuff that Guru Bob was teaching, uh, Phil Norman with the with the, with the ghost stuff, um, Rick with the panatukan stuff um it's all from the from the from the Kali you know and yep. you, you can branch off and do so much, so many different things with with the Kali it's it's just so much stuff there to keep you, keep you keep you going you know it does it gives you a, a completeness i mean you saw um how we 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 would learn to move with the stick and then and then basically we got uh um, showing the same movement but without so you, you, you know you've got that you, you've got the empty hand and you although you're learning one system you know you're you're learning how to hold a weapon how not to hold a weapon that kind of thing and you're learning the ranges of combat and the footwork and it all kind of adds you know awesome. diversity to your martial arts basically and then if you focus on something like say Muay Thai but you're still doing your Kali the, the footwork for example in the Kali Will just completely change, you know, your, your, your game mm-hmm. and, and your understanding Absolutely. of where you are in the ring and that kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, for me, certainly, kali is, is the is the main thing, you know. And it's very it's very, you know, the jiu jitsu ha- has very similar philosophies to the to the kali, so they're very much aligned, and that's why I think Guru's, Guru and Asan has brought them together you know,
2: you you see parallels with the different arts and so on. So So, certainly Kali is the thing for me. Perfect. Now, as brothers, and I have a brother myself, I don't fight with them anymore. But we still have a lot of competitiveness between us. And obviously you two sort of been training for many years to a high level. And... As we know with the people that we meet when we do this, the more they do this, the less they get themselves into those situations where they're going to fight, especially when you both have that background. But my question is to you, purely from the point of competition, if you got down to it, who's coming out on top? Me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> ding, ding! Um, no, but, I mean, uh, we've...
0: we've We we have very different, uh, although we've been training together for, what, the last 20, 25 years, we have very different uh, skill sets, if you like. We've got common common skill sets, but we also have, um, you know, sort of unique skill sets to ourselves. And it's just basically... To but interest, by our interests really? yeah, you know yeah. I mean obviously I'm I'm known as uh, a jiu-jitsu guy because I, I absolutely love jiu-jitsu um, and I'm obviously higher rank than Lee but
2: uh, <laughs> it <is. laughs> there it is
0: <laughs> but um, he's, he's better he's better at the weaponry than I am he's more he's, he, he understands it better than, than I do so you know there's different things it's different elements I suppose but yeah <laughs> I'll still kick his ass yeah.
2: So, so when what, what, what was the last time you two, I mean maybe it's 30 years ago we're talking about but did, you, did was that something you did as a lot as children you fought and I'm just wondering if training together has actually improved your relationship as brothers.
0: I definitely think it has, I mean in the early days when we were kids my, my dad he first, before we knew anything about martial arts, my dad introduced yeah, true, us to yeah. uh, I think called Cumberland Wrestling which is basic backhold wrestling so as siblings you, you, you fall out you fight uh, yeah. punches are thrown or whatever my dad would always stick us out in the back garden uh, he didn't want the house ripped yeah, that was his main thing he didn't want any <laughs> holes in the walls or things like that so um, he, he, would, he introduced us to this backhold wrestling so and then it developed into boxing gloves, and then Lee Lee was always more interested in the martial arts, being older and, and whatnot, than I was. In yeah, fact, yeah. he introduced me to them and got me interested in the arts. I needed a training partner. That's punch where back. I came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, punch in the back. early days, <laughs> I was just a punch bag. I will not lie. <laughs> yeah, um, it was good. I needed somebody to spar with. I needed somebody to practice the moves with and stuff like that. So... You know, and then obviously we were, we would have fallouts and fights, and my dad would put us on. He would put us on the back grass in the in the, in the in what, whatever in the the weather. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he didn't want the house wrecked. And then he started to sort of tell us to, you know, you do the, the, the bareback wrestling and then other stuff, you know. And we, we would we would go for it. We had no idea. And one of us would end up crying, you know, it would be that kind of thing. But it, mean, started, it started honing into into the martial arts, and, that, and then we started, you know... I, I, one of my friends actually found the, the Dao of Jeet Kune Do, and, and he was watching these Bruce Lee movies uh, when I was maybe 12 or something like that. And I, I, we, we had no JKD or anything like that, so I, I went to a short time karate and started learning that and I moved into a couple of different styles of karate and I used to make him train with me he didn't go to the clubs but I just used to kind of bully him into putting the gloves on with me and practicing and stuff like that but eventually he got hooked himself and he's Mm -hmm. he's a martial artist in his own right
2: now but you know It, it, that's how it kind of all all started sort of thing so um, guys thank you very much for giving the time talking thank to you us thank you very much um, it's cute. been nice meeting you from, from me anyway yeah we'll, uh, we'll have to do this again sometime yeah Mick well, can stay around for the whole thing <laughs> yeah, yeah just talking to both of you there the, the, the Richardson brothers and then the different skill sets I'm thinking this there's a Hollywood script in there yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. well you, you know. ranked
2: it <laughs> yeah no that's great that's brilliant you could, be, you could be the bad guys in the Mick Toy movie that <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah. that would be perfect. Brothers Grimm,
1: that's what we used to get called. Awesome. Right, thank you very much. much. Cheers. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday, and our next week's show we've got this.
2: I was at summer camp. I was six or seven years old, and I was taking a judo class. And the teacher said, "Okay." the very first thing you show, I'm going to teach you all the very best self-defense technique that you'll ever learn. And I believe that he was dead on right. So basically, you put, you're put, you going to put your hand like that. Yeah. Right? And then I'm going to go like this. Hi, I'm Christopher. Nice to meet you. Wow.
1: <laughs> Today's show was produced by the wizard himself, Ant McGinley. You can listen to all our interviews on mixmartialarts.com. Martial Mixed Martial Arts is our your headphones production.